0: Thanks for joining us for another Family Life Today program brought to you Monday to Friday by Power to Change. I'm sure you'll hear something today that could give you a fresh perspective on your marriage or family situation. Be encouraged as we join Dave and Ann Wilson with Bob Lapine.
1: When you were a stay-at-home mom... Yes. Did you ever feel like what you were doing wasn't important?
2: Especially coming out of ministry and then deciding to stay at home. And I did some stuff part-time. But I just felt like, am I really impacting the world for Jesus right now? I did have that thought. Do
1: you feel like a lot of moms feel that way or even stay-at-home dads?
2: Yeah, I think so, because it feels so monotonous and mundane. It feels like, really, I've just cleaned up vomit or i've changed 20 poopy diapers and i'm it feels like is this kingdom work Mm -hmm. and we're going to talk about that a little bit welcome to family life today where we want to help you pursue the relationships that matter most I'm Ann Wilson.
1: And I'm Dave Wilson, and you can find us at com or on our Family Life app.
2: This is Family Life Today.
1: We've got uh, Courtney Rysick with us today, and you wrote a book sort of about the uh, you call it Glory in the Ordinary, mm-hmm. Why Your Work in the Home Matters to God. So mm-hmm. we're really glad to have you here with us, Courtney. Thanks
3: for having me.
1: I just even like the title, Glory yeah, I like
3: it too. <laughs> in the
2: Ordinary.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're an author, you're a Bible teacher, you work with Risen Motherhood, you've got four kids, married to a guy from Finley, Ohio, Yep. our hometown. So it sounds like you're not a stay-at-home mom that just, you know, does the ordinary thing. Yeah. You're doing a lot of different things, but you wrote a book about feeling that. In fact, right. you opened the book with a story about sitting beside a businesswoman on a plane, and she asked mm-hmm. you what you do.
3: Yeah. Well, so when I wrote the book, I was primarily working the home. And mm-hmm. so – and I still do because I work from home. I always joke that my husband and I are like the prairie people because he works from home too. <laughs> prairie people. You know, like we're like the modern prairie people. So, so like, you're
1: saying you work from home before
3: COVID? Before COVID, yes. yeah, because
1: everybody feels like they work from home, but you yeah. you did before.
3: Yeah, I started my well, I started my job as a motherhood in the middle of COVID, and so I just did like freelance writing and just writing books. And so I I would start something and then I would pull back, and I had a lot of flexibility of like, oh, I don't want to write a book or write a, write an article or do anything. I needed a break. My kids were young, was younger, and so I didn't feel right. Like it wasn't didn't fit for our family because before COVID, my husband traveled a lot.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: So right now we both work from home, so we are primarily in the home all the time. And
1: are your kids at home as well? Are they at school? They're or? at school. Okay.
3: So my youngest one only goes to preschool two days a week. All right. So but when I wrote this book, I had just had my third son when I got the contract for this book. So I wrote it throughout his whole first year of life. Mm-hmm. So you were? I was in it. In it. And your oldest are <laughs> yes, twins. Twins. So I had two two-year-olds, and I I had a three-week-old baby when I got that contract. And now,
1: when you say, I was in it, it. hands oh, over here like, you two know what in it's it It's a language means. we know. Yeah. Well, every mom knows
3: that. Well, yeah. what, is, what is it? Well, I had three children, two and under, so I was in diapers, three kids in diapers. I had three kids <laughs> who were in car seats. There's no such thing as a triple stroller at the time that I knew of.
2: And there's no time to yourself.
3: None. You're watching right. your
2: kids 24 hours a day, Right. making sure they're safe. They can't be alone. They're not really playing on right. their own that much yet. No. And so you have no time to yourself when you're in the bathroom. The kids are in the bathroom. Right. You can barely take a shower.
3: Right. And thankfully, my third son was a a very easy baby and Mm. slept through the night pretty quickly.
2: That's good. That
3: helped. I felt rested, Mm. as rested as you can feel with small children. What was so hard for me is when I had children, I wanted to stay home with them, but I've never been someone who is what I would call a good housewife. I always joke that my husband is a better housewife than me. (laughs) And he'd be probably a really good homeschool dad. Like, he would just be a really good, he's just really good at, those types of managing types of things. I, mean, I would read books to my kids all day if I could, but I just don't, I don't like cleaning. I love cooking. So that's easier for me to get my mind around of like why that matters, but the cleaning and the organizing and, um, and I understood why children matter, like why taking care of your children right. mattered, like that. I love them deeply.
2: When you say the ordinary, you're really talking about taking
3: care of the home, right? The yeah. housework. Yeah. It just, it was just hard for me to wrap my mind around why it mattered. And Well, the impetus behind the book was that my husband had transitioned into – out of thinking he would go into full-time vocational ministry and continued working as a businessman and has continued all this time in doing it. So we had to come to terms with why does work in general matter? Like Hmm. why is is work that's not just – paid vocational ministry work? Why is other work matter to the Lord? So both of us were on this journey of figuring out why does it matter? Why does it matter that you are a businessman? And how is that honoring to God? And how can you honor the Lord? And so we had to come in terms with what does it mean to be an image bearer of God? And then because we're image the of God, we are also called to work. We see that in, in Genesis.
2: And so you're not even talking about just stay-at-home mom. No, you're talking yeah. about all of our work that right. seems so ordinary and yeah, how it. we can bring glory
3: to right. it. At right. the
1: same time, though, as you get on that airplane and yes. she asks you what you <laughs> yes. do. So, you know, what did it make you feel when you're trying to tell her, I stay at home?
3: Right. So I would often struggle with, do I... Because I had written a book already prior to that point. Yeah, so I I didn't, write.
2: I'm an author. I'm an
3: author, yeah. yeah. But then you also have to deal with, well, what kind of author are you? Well, I'm a Christian author. And it's like, uh, do I want to talk about Jesus right now? <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean, honestly, I mean, everyone struggles with that, right? I mean, if you're on an airplane, it's like, do I want to just put my earbuds in and watch a show?
0: Yeah. Or do I want
3: to talk about the gospel? And true confession, That's all, that's hard. And so for me, I always have to struggle with there's no easy answer. I either say I'm in some form of Christian ministry, I write a book, or I stay home with my children primarily, but neither of those are respected by a woman in a business suit sitting next to me. Mm. And so I did struggle with it. How do I explain what I do all day? And then the woman you looked at me. You I write
1: books about finding glory in, the, in ordinary. the ordinary, and she'd be like,
2: what is that? She'd love it,
1: actually. Yeah. I
3: mean, and what I struggled with is she came. She then came back to me and said, I couldn't do that. <laughs> I would get bored all day and I was like well I kind of get bored too so (laughs) you know like I kind of get a little bored sometimes but it was a a good reminder to me that the reason why we do work I I sometimes call this hidden work the work that nobody sees but the work that upholds the society
0: Hmm.
3: Uh, the reason why we do this hidden work is not because maybe we all aspire to it some people love it like some people love organizing and cleaning and i'm so glad i'm friends with them but we do this work because it brings glory to the lord and he created us as image bearers and as image bearers of god we are called to bring order out of chaos and to exercise dominion over the world that he has made and so if you don't take the sheets off the bed after a kid throws up on them or pees the bed on them and wash them then illness spreads throughout the house And I mean you think prior to us learning what hygiene was in like the modern world people routinely died from things that could have been prevented just because someone didn't clean it. Mm. And these things that we do every day are actually not only imaging God, but are sustaining life and caring for people. So when I make mac and cheese for my boys, they and when they ask me, if, if they, will you make mac and cheese for lunch? And I'd rather do peanut butter and jelly because it's way easier. Um, and they ask for that. I'm filling a hungry belly. I'm not only filling a hungry belly, so I'm an image bearer who's showing them what God is like and that God gives good things. And God gives us good things like mac and cheese. And because I like mac and cheese. Who so. doesn't? I know. I really sometimes wish I didn't like the mac and cheese. I'm like, oh, I'll just eat mac and cheese with you. It's fine. But,
2: um, and you take us back to Genesis 3. Yes.
3: About yes. how God
2: gives us work. Talk right, about that. Right,
3: Yeah. So in the garden, God created Adam and Eve and then he gave them a job to do he he says god created male and female in his own image in the image of god he created them and then goes on to explain um, he the the creation mandate which is go be fruitful and multiply exercise dominion and bring order out of chaos and fill the earth sometimes we see this only in the form of like marriage and like having children which is is, is a good explanation of that but also god gave them jobs to do and then you see throughout scripture elsewhere when in, in creation god created out of nothing and we don't do that we always are creating with raw materials that god created but as his image bears as the ones who are telling a story what he is like we take the things that of this world that he has created and then go make more things hmm. to bring glory to him but then also to love the world that he has made and i love the story in i think it's in exodus where um i don't know how to a holy holy and there's another guy i can't know how to say his name it starts with a bee And they are the ones who are creating the things to go in the tabernacle. Mm. And it says that the Lord gave them skill and then gave them, like, joy in the work. It says
2: he anointed them with the Holy Spirit. Yes, and
3: with skill to create things that they were artisans. Yeah. Mm. So there's just so much in our work that brings glory and honor to him. So whether you're in the home doing laundry or you're mowing the grass, or you're cleaning out the refrigerator, the mold that grows in the refrigerator, you know, because, <laughs> again, people could get sick. You're loving other image bearers in your mm. – or you're like my husband who works in the medical industry of selling operating room equipment, mm. selling life-saving equipment so that people's lives can be sustained. This work brings glory and honor to the Lord and tells the world what he is like. And as Christians who are in whatever sphere that they find themselves in, it's good work. Mm. And even if it's hidden work – so my work looks a little different now that I I work part time, uh, but most of my kids are in school and our life just looks so different. I'm not in the trenches with little children at home. It's weird now that I I sometimes have the opposite effect now where I'm like, but I mostly stay home and I am deeply invested in my home and I deeply invested in my kids and
2: Courtney, you are still in the trenches. I know, I I'm thinking am. of the age of your kids and like, yes. oh no, you those are still hard years.
3: They are hard years. They just feel so less hard. Yeah, you know when. They're like a herd. They move into new seasons together because <laughs> yeah. they're also close in age. But.
2: Well, I remember um, my mom was a stay-at-home mom, four of us, and she loved being at home. Mm-hmm. She loved cooking. She mm-hmm. loved cleaning. And she always had this attitude of, I get to do this. Yes. And yes. I remember thinking, are you kidding? This seems like it's doing nothing. Mm. And yet she would sing Mm. she was so happy Mm -hmm. and she would make dinner and she'd say come and help me this is going to be so fun Mm. and then i remember her teaching me how to clean and dust and she goes you're going to be the best little duster ever she had me cleaning the bathroom when i was four and she's still amazing
3: that's a good motivation for me to to (laughs) have It was just her
2: attitude right look what we get
3: to do today
2: and It wasn't that I grew up in a Christian home, but her attitude about work. Mm -hmm. My dad had it, too. Like, we get to do this. We get to learn how to work hard. And Mm -hmm. now when you put a biblical context to that, Mm -hmm. this brings glory to God. Yes. When our kids were little, with three boys growing up, our bathrooms, I'm just saying, yes, they were it's, gross. Yes, it's very gross. It's gross. And I can remember cleaning around the toilet so thinking, gross. this is the grossest thing it's so gross. ever. Yes. Or and the, yet, wall. the wall.
3: The wall. Oh. Yes, yes, the wall. Awesome. Every time I clean the bathroom, I'm yes. like, I got to get the wall and the floor. And, yeah. So, yeah.
2: And I remember as I'm cleaning and I have this bad attitude, like, I, this is just gross. And I can't wait for mm. them to get older that they're going to be cleaning this. And then I had this thought, like, this is worship, mm. which mm-hmm. which is like, I remember having that thought, like, wait, where did that? That's not even true. Mm. And yet when we do it unto uh-huh. the Lord, our mundane acts can bring glory to him. Right. Because we're, we can do it for him as right. an act of worship, especially when no one sees. Right. You right. know, we're doing it him like lord this seems like monotonous right. and dumb and and horrible right and yet i'm doing it for you and then it has a different meaning to it right and i felt like he's cheering me like you go girl yes like look at you cleaning those yes. toilets <laughs> yes
3: and it doesn't not everyone has different like standards of a like, cleanliness and like desires right. but my husband feels deeply loved when things are really clean oh really yes
1: so does this husband yes Do you yes oh yeah He feels really loved and he
3: feels really he can relax when it's clean. Mm -hmm. Is that pressure? No, because he likes to clean too. So sometimes he so it's been a little bit of a process in our marriage of me being like, Are you judging me right now that you're cleaning and I'm not? (laughs) Or are you he's like, No, I just like it, I just wanted to. So it's been helpful. But he likes to clean. But it has helped me, especially when he was would travel a lot to think in terms of he'll be able to rest if he comes home if it's clean. Hmm. I can live with a little bit more mess than he can, clutter than he can. Yeah. But it's funny as we've morphed as we've been married long enough, we started to morph into the same person. And so I wanted more cleanliness than being married to him than I used to prefer. So
1: You know, I know that one of my favorite passages in scripture Hmm. and it's just a simple passage and I think it's so powerful to me because when I was I uh, came to Christ in college. I was a college athlete, football player, mm-hmm. and the guy who led me to Christ. One of the first things he did when he discipled me is he said, "Let me give you a perspective on how you play football." Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, well, "What?" And this guy wasn't an athlete, so I was like looking at Bill, like, "What do you?" And he goes to Colossians 3:23. Yes, yes. Memorized it. Years ago, it's like whatever you do, Mm -hmm. do your work heartily Mm -hmm. as for the Lord, not Mm -hmm. for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive a reward. Mm -hmm. And I remember Bill teaching me what you do on a football field matters Mm -hmm. from a glory standpoint. Mm -hmm. Your title, Glory in the Ordinary, it's like, oh, no, it matters to people like sports and maybe this Mm -hmm. college and it does pay for my education. No, no, no. He's saying to the Lord. And it wasn't. How many touchdowns you throw or score? It was how you do Mm -hmm. what he's given you to do. Mm -hmm. And so it elevated, like, it got rid of the secular spiritual, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, dichotomy. Mm -hmm. It was like everything's spiritual. Right. You know, and so if you understand the Lord has given you gifts and he's put you in this role – do it for the Lord, right. not for men. You're not even playing for this university. I used to teach Detroit Lions, who are followers follows Christ, you're not playing for an owner. Mm-hmm. You're not playing for the fans of Detroit. Mm-hmm. You're actually playing for the Lord. So whether you're watching film, mm-hmm. whether it's Monday and you're practicing or it's Sunday and you're playing because, yeah. you know, we elevate the game to, like, right. the most important. It's like, right. no, everything you do right. actually really, really matters. And when you have that perspective, whether yes. it's a stay-at-home mom, a plumber, a medical salesman, a teacher – You name it. Right. Yes, yes. That changes your perspective. It's like, oh, I do this unto the Lord. Right. And it's a gift from God to be able to work. Right. It's not a curse. No, it's It's a blessing. It's a blessing.
2: Right. I love what you say, Courtney. You say everyone wants a revolution. Right. Nobody wants to do the dishes. Right. (laughs) It's what you're saying, Dave. Like, you want the game day. It's the practice that feels mundane and ordinary.
3: And it's that faithfulness in the ordinary that is actually... Eventually leads to greatness, not maybe in the world's eyes. God's after our faithfulness and He's after our, our obedience. And whether that's on a, like writing a book or yeah. disciplining my kids and having a hard conversation about an attitude or something, those things are. Are honoring to Him because people matter to Him yeah. because they're created in His image and so whether it's one person or five thousand people they all matter to Him and I I love that it makes me think of that of the Eric Little quote where he says yeah. when yeah. I run I feel His pleasure. Right. I just finished reading his biography to my boys. Mm. We read biography. I read them a biography on Sunday. So we just go through like that's Christian fine. biographies. Yeah. And whether he was on the mission field or whether he was on a track, he was yeah. his heart was always to honor the Lord mm. and to be faithful to the Lord. And that's what I hope my boys learn and that's what I I want to model for them is that my work is valuable. When we and we were trying to instill that and then with cleaning now where yeah. Because uh, one of the things I talk about in the book, too, is that we're all contributors, mm. that we are all contributors to the work of the home. And so whether or not you're three or you're um, almost 40, everyone has a job to do. So you're part of this home. And as a member of this home, sometimes you don't like it. Sometimes yeah. work just feels really boring mm. and hard.
2: I remember writing in my journal one day, and I shared this. I think I read this at the weekend to remember how it was just one of those days with five boys under five had an ear infection. Mm. Somebody had a cold. It's just you're grinding it out, mm-hmm. and the day feels like it goes on for a million years. Mm-hmm. And I wrote in there, I'm so tired of the mundane days. Mm. And then a few days later, I was reading, and all of a sudden, it. I write this. CJ said, can we keep praying for Austin, who mm-hmm. is only three? Mm-hmm. And I said, what do you want to pray he said, I just want to pray that he gets into heaven. Aww. Because we had explained the gospel. Yeah, we had yeah. explained the need for a savior and yeah. sin and separation. And he said, I just don't want Austin to be an old man and to die and not <laughs> have Jesus in his life. So he, We need him to pray, Mom, so we can all get to heaven. Aww. And I just wrote in my journal that day, like, among the mundane comes the miraculous. Mm, and yeah. when
1: you can step back and get god's heart on it Mm -hmm. that there's really glory in this i gotta tell you this story i've never forgotten a preacher preached this a buddy of his was a contractor on his house so they're building his house and he said he talked to his buddy i think his name was bob and he said dude i'm sitting on your front slab you know and it's going terrible and things aren't showing up and he goes i'm literally having a pity party i'm sitting on the front slab And I'm hating my job, and guys are inside trying to get things done, but it's just a bad day. And I'm not enjoying this, and I'm really upset. And he goes, All of a sudden, this pickup truck rolls right up in front of your house. You know, there's no yard yet, it's just dirt. And he goes, This loud music's playing, and this dude gets out of this pickup truck, and he's like, Who is this guy? And he starts walking right toward. Him sitting on the front, and he's super happy. Yeah, he's happy, he's singing his loud music. He had tattoos on his arm. He goes, "Who is this guy? We haven't, we don't expect anybody to show up and help us today." And he walks up and he goes, "Hey, where's your porter, John?" He goes, "Uh, it's in the back." He goes, "I'm the porter, John cleaner. I'll see you in a minute." He goes, okay, you know. The guy goes back there and he goes, we, you know, all the workers like watch this guy because he was full of this joy. And He goes in there and he, he goes, he's banging around and saying, boom, bang, boom. He's in there longer than anybody's ever done it. And he comes out and he looks. He goes, he looks at me and he goes, dude, whoever used to clean that porta potty did a really bad job. Let me tell you, I'm gonna take care of you from now on. It's gonna be perfect. And Bob said, I looked at him and he said, okay, <laughs> sounds good. And he goes, he turned to go to his truck, and he turned around, and he goes, because I work for the Lord.
3: Oh, and that's And he gets amazing. in his truck,
1: and he says, as he blares away, he hears worship music blaring out of this truck. And Bob said he told this preacher, he goes, he goes, dude, there I am sitting there,
3: mm.
1: you know, complaining about my life because yeah. I'm a contractor and things aren't showing up. And there's a guy who's a porta john cleaner yeah. who probably at his high school graduation did not think, I'm going yeah, to be a, you know, but there he is. And he saw glory mm-hmm. in the, you talk about the ordinary. That's, That's very ordinary. ordinary. Yeah. That's just gross. Yeah, but <laughs> and why do I tell that story? I've never forgotten that illustration. I'm like, oh man, I complain every day. Yeah. You know, whether it's diapers or
0: toilets. It's like God yeah. has given
1: us an opportunity. Right. It's right in front of us, it's mm. very ordinary, it maybe very hard. And he says, whatever you do, Mm -hmm. do your work for me, Mm -hmm. not for men. Mm -hmm. And I can bring something into the middle of your mess. Mm -hmm. So thanks for your book. It's a reminder. Mm -hmm. And I think something to challenge us all to say, what we do matters.
3: Exactly. Thanks for having me.
0: The kind of families that change the world one home at a time. A key part of our mission includes strengthening marriages and families all around the world. We want to do whatever we can to bring timeless truths to the challenges you face as you seek to strengthen your family and join us in changing the world. Do you want to impact couples in your neighbourhood? Consider joining with us at Power to Change to lead a Home Builders Couples Marriage Workshop that focuses on practically applying the truth of Scripture to our lives. Email radio at powertochange.org.au or check out our website, families.powertochange.org.au under the Helping Couples tab for more information and to get started today. Have a great weekend and please join us on Monday at the same time for another edition of Family Life Today. Thank you.